Welcome to another episode of There is a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is April 7th, 2020. Needless to say, we are still in this epidemic that is known as the coronavirus. Before I get into the things I wanted to address today, let me share something that I don't think I shared in previous episodes. Last May, I had open heart surgery because I had an aneurysm on my aorta valve which they had to put a stent in to keep it from rupturing. Yesterday was my first time going to a hospital since the virus hit. I go to the VA hospital here in Atlanta. To be honest, it really was not anything I expected. It did catch me off guard when I first approached the entrance. I noticed that some of the entrance were um sealed off basically it forces individuals to go into one entry area which needless to say there were several nurses technicians soldiers outside the entry testing taking things like uh your temperature asking you questions and whatnot before you entered However, upon entering, yes, there were a number of individuals there with their face covered, wearing gloves and whatnot. But overall, on that floor that I was at, pretty much to give blood, that's what I was going there, just to give blood. Every six weeks, I have to get my blood checked for, um, for the thickness and the thinness. But either way, the experience was nothing like what I expected, which I don't know if in regards to veterans or the VA hospital, I don't know if individuals are not being directed to the VA hospital or the number of veterans that have not been affected. If anybody got any information on this, please let me know. But like I said, it just, it caught me off guard. I thought it would be more, I guess, more pandemic. But anyway, what I want to talk about is a subject that individuals have been saying about in the last couple of days, particularly here in Georgia, because there was some confusion about the status and the stance that the governor of Georgia should take compared to other major cities here in Georgia that have taken. What actually is the difference between shelter in place and stay at home? I've noticed that even in the state of Georgia, like Atlanta, It might be requested that you stay at home and then there's Georgia with shelter in place orders. In fact, if I read different newscasts, different articles, it seems that Georgia has both 
on a state level. You know, one of the controversies that came about was that the governor was very reluctant to issue any type of order because he was basically claiming that it should be a city by city or a county by county order versus many in the state were saying that it should be shut down totally. Now, from a political point of view, yes, uh, Governor Kemp is he's a Republican. It doesn't take a genius to realize that Republicans have their own agenda in regards to this situation. You know, to put it bluntly, most of them are still following the path of the commander-in-chief who has from day one has downplayed this whole virus scenario situation. In fact, you know, right now they're talking about, you know, hydrogen peroxide is now the new cure. And then all the doctors are losing their minds saying that this isn't true. And it's ironic that here in Georgia where we have the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and we still don't know what to do. Go figure. But based on some articles that I've read, and like I said, if I read 10 different articles, probably five I'm going to give one description. Another five I'm going to give another definition. So I just took what the majority of each one was saying in regards to the different types of order. Now, in regards to a shelter-in-place order, to my understanding, this order is given for residents to stay inside their homes and should not leave out at any cost, even to run essential errands. In most cases, this order is usually put in place when there are things like hurricanes, chemical explosions, or some type of shooting event, which this is the United States, it happens. That's where a shelter-in-place order is given. It's basically saying there's no movement at all. Now, there's the stay-at-order. It is more, I guess, more lenient. It's pretty much, it allows for you to go out for essential business, such as going to work, grocery shopping. You know, pretty much, it's basically saying all non-essential businesses can choose the option of being open public gatherings of course are prohibited and also based on i guess the discretion of the states you know they can close the parks the beaches which of course the great state of, the great state of georgia has opened up the beaches for of course for wink wink exercising but either way, pretty much um, anything that I guess a crowd can spread out and not cluster, you're allowed to follow the stay-at-home order. You know, it's right now, as of this past Tuesday, it's stated that officially 42 states have the stay-at-home order, which, like I said, 
was the more lenient one. Uh, pretty much, if you look at what's going on in the White House, they're pretty much saying things like, originally it was Easter was going to be the opening time that you know this virus was going to be you know wiped away and everybody go back to church going on the easter egg hunts of course doctors again were losing their minds like say you know hey this is just not going to happen you got to realize when people give you advice or give you instructions you got to look at the agenda of what's going on again we're talking about a Republican administration pretty much their focus is on how this is affected how, how this virus is affecting the market and how businesses are being affected which of course a lot of businesses are taking some serious hits not just with the employers not making profits yeah course you know you got to look at the people there are a number of people out of work of course record settings for unemployment benefits have been issued but what people fail to realize when you look at the agenda of an administration their goal is to downplay what is really going on with the hopes that you will continue to move about as normal because let's be real the united states is a consumer country it's not really a big manufacturing country anymore everything is brought in but the consumption on a world base is one of the highest if not the highest so when you have an administration that's saying things are going to be back to normal by this date or by that date that is to give people a sense of belief and also downplay the seriousness of what is going on. I myself, because of the nature of my work, I have been deemed an essential worker. So pretty much with the permission of the individuals that I serve, I am allowed to go out and service those individuals. Next, I want to talk about the stimulus check. One of the caveats that was stated that if you owe back child support, you're not going to get paid. That's, you know, wow, that's, that's interesting. Being a father of a child and pretty much having to pay child support. I've been in that crunch. There were times where my child support lapsed. You know, thank God got it caught up. I mean, haven't paid child support in over 20-something years. However, I can imagine some, you know, and I, I guess this can go back and forth because some people are going to be like, uh, you know, that's good for them. Then you got different stories. You know, it's obvious, this, this, you know, based on the statistics, it indicated that 3.3 million Americans owe back child support. I mean, let's be realistic, it says 3.3 million, 
I'm assuming that probably 3 million of that 3.3 are men. I'm just playing devil's advocate. And yes, yeah, there are women that owe child support to their baby daddies. However, I believe that everybody has a story. These individuals that are working, that are qualified for this stimulus check, needs their check no less. What I find interesting is that it doesn't say that the millions of individuals that owe child support debt that would be entitled to a stimulus check, it doesn't even say that the check is going to go to the mother. Now, if it said that, mm, I might feel a little different. But basically what it's just stating that is, if they are not qualified to get this money because of the back child support, it just goes back to the treasury. So, it don't benefit nobody. So it's just, you know, I don't know. That's, because, you know, when you think about you can owe back taxes and also you know i'm more partial to people that have student loan debt and these two categories they won't have a problem they're going to be qualified to get a stimulus check of course the other you know stipulations that you can't make over ninety nine thousand dollars a year as an individual and i think it's double that if you're a couple hundred ninety eight thousand dollars you can't make that much but it just I think that when you have a check or a program that is designed to help individuals to overcome these circumstances and you put this caveat in there are you really doing more help because I'm sure out of the 3.3 million Americans that have overdue child support let's estimate that let's just say I'm maybe I'm being nice 2.5 million actually are working and out of that 2.5 let's say 2 million of them would greatly benefit from this stimulus check even if it is to help buy things for their children because you know speaking for myself there were times where you fall back on your child support or you fell behind but you still took care of your child maybe not due the use of money but you still in some form or fashion you still was in your child's life so again you know I would love to hear y'all opinions on this I would love the feedback you know correct me if I'm wrong on some of the figures some of the numbers some of the definitions, like I said, open to hearing ideals, other concept, and hope that you have a blessed day. Stay safe. And this concludes this episode of There is a System to This Madness podcast. God bless.